You're listening to Soul Work with San, where we journey through the needed conversation so that we can live, lead, and love better in this life. I'm your host, San, and it's officially the holiday season. This is my favorite time of the year. Now, despite the seemingly endless roller coaster that is 2020, we still have the chance to finish this year with joy. And today's episode, we'll talk about how to do just that. There's so many of us that have every reason to be in despair right now, but all of us have something that we can be thankful for. So let's use a story in Luke to show how gratitude can literally change the quality of your life. You ready? Let's work. COVID, many of us won't have to spend Thanksgiving with mean Aunt Myrtle this year. But for those of us who were looking forward to breaking bread with our extended family, the temptation is there to sink into the blues that sometimes shows itself during this time of year. But fam, we do not have to be defined by what we feel. The dynamic of emotions are God-designed. They're signifiers of what's going on within, and they help keep us in check. But they were never designed to control us. And fam, you know what I found to be the number one way to take back control, especially over the low and sad emotions that may try and sully our souls? Gratitude. And to be clear, not just any old kind of thank you, but the one that is directed to the only one who is able. You know, the only one who could have made that crooked path straight. The only one who opened that door that was seemingly sealed shut the only one who's healed us from what could have been terminal, and the one who regulated a frantic mind and soothed a grieving heart. I remember being a kid and growing up, we used to have testimony service, and we used to have rallies too. Anybody else remember those? Anyway, that's for another episode. (laughs) Ooh, I remember them rallies. But to hear these men and women thank God with such fervor and conviction, at the time it escaped me as a kid. I would hear them sing the song, You know this song, especially if you grew up in a Jamaican church. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and what he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Oh my God, I can't hear the mothers at the church already. (laughs) I didn't understand at the time the depth of their gratitude to God until I lived a little longer and came to see for myself in times of need or in times of plenty in times of doubt or times of certainty, in times of victory or even in times of defeat, a thank you, Jesus, goes a long way. Whew! Now why, son? Child, I'm so glad you asked. See, thank you is the game changer. Even from a psychological positioning, researchers have found that practicing gratitude can provide a myriad of benefits. They include building a stronger immune system, cultivating new relationships, reducing aggression and negative emotions, increasing happiness. It'll help you sleep better, improve your self-esteem, and so much more. Now, Dr. Robert Emmons is known as the world's leading expert on gratitude after having studied it for decades. He wrote about this, uh, and it stuck with me. When asked about the importance of having gratitude in especially hard times, he writes, being grateful is a choice 
a prevailing attitude that endures and is relatively immune to the gains and losses that flow in and out of our lives. When disaster strikes, gratitude provides a perspective from which we can view life in its entirety and not be overwhelmed by temporary circumstances. Huh? He could have taken a text right there. Yes, sir. Now this grabbed me good because it starts off with a simple but powerful truth. Gratitude is a choice. See, you get to decide the mood you'll be in this season. You get to decide how you're going to come out of 2020. And that's important because oftentimes we can hide behind churchy language to wiggle ourselves out of personal agency and responsibility, which, fun fact, personal responsibility is biblical. But dear fam, even within the strength of God's sovereignty, he's given us power to choose. So we're not to fear the choice or hide behind the fear of consequences, but we are to rest in his comfort that he tells us what to choose. Come on here, Deuteronomy 30. Come on, look at you choosing life. Now, I won't go much further than that today because that's not the goal of the show. But I just want to throw that out there for the saints in the middle section, huh? Make a better choice. Now, let's get back to gratitude. We've been given the opportunity to consistently thank God for his goodness, despite some not so good times. And in the same way we can see the mental and physiological effects of gratitude in a person, gratitude has the capability of doing something miraculous to the soul. Story time. What? (laughs) See episode one. I sing off key, honey. But that was marvelous. I think I hit that note right there. Anyway, today we're landing in Luke 17. It's a dope passage of Jesus traveling between Samaria and Galilee. And as soon as he enters the city gates, 10 lepers roll up on him from afar because leprosy, and they holler out his name. They declare him as master and they beg him to have mercy on them. Now, Jesus does something different than he normally would. He looks at them and tells them to go show themselves to the priest. What? Now, this command is significant for two reasons. First, it's the priest of the community who would pronounce a person clean or unclean. So that kind of makes sense. But secondly, Jesus was super ambiguous here. Like he never said he'd heal them or have mercy on them. There is no back rubbing here. What he does do is he makes them back up their words. Oh, so you out here loud and proud calling me master? Very well. Time to obey. Go show yourself to the priest. This dynamic is a word in of itself, but I won't touch it for time's sake. Now, scripture indicates there was no hesitation. They moved and it was while they were obeying Jesus that their healing came. My, my, look at God. Most of us would have been so thrilled to be healed. We would have done exactly what nine of the leopards did been so hyped to move on from this place of misery and pain, would have put a pep in our steps to get to that priest so we could start the next chapter of our lives and move on from this shameful, painful place. At least being very honest, that's probably what I would have done. But there was one. One man who, as he was walking, looking at his skin being repaired miraculously before his eyes, feeling his bones strengthen again in his body, he had enough sense, 
enough something on the inside to turn around and say thank you. And not just any thank you. My man kept that same energy. See, in the same way he had a loud voice for mercy and asking for healing, it was the same way he gave shouts of glory to God with thanksgiving. But peep this, Pham was a Samaritan. During those times, Jews and Samaritans didn't get along not even a little bit. So this adds an extra layer to the pot that it wasn't even the Jewish lepers that came back to thank their guy. It was the foreigner, the stranger, as Jesus describes him. Now, to be clear, Jesus is not slighting him, but he's in awe himself. Like, wait a minute, it's not my people, it's the stranger? Jesus is so moved by this, he tells the man to get up and go because his faith has made him whole. And scene. There's so much juice in this text. I wish I could touch it. I really want to, but I won't. I do want to leave you with three takeaways from this story in the scriptures. Number one, sometimes mercy comes through instruction. See, Jesus did not assure them, as he was known to do in other scenarios, that he was going to heal them or that all would be well. He put their faith to the test. The same is true for us. Sometimes we're hounding God, not only for an answered prayer, but for information. And it becomes a tug of war of us not doing what he said until he gives up the details. But that's not how faith and trust works. Do you believe him or not? Is he master or not? We'll all have moments in our lives where the miracle we're looking for will only come when we follow his instructions. This obedience, this kind of willingness to trust him is the foundation of an active faith. Number two, Jesus is looking for our gratitude. We're not 10 cleansed. Where are the other nine? This was Jesus's language. And what he did was nothing short of a miracle in the lives of those men. He gave them not only their bodies back, but restored them into right standing within their community. See, during that time, if you had leprosy, you legit had to walk around everywhere you went yelling out unclean so people knew not to get too close to you. Could you imagine if we had to publicly yell out our debilitating ailments anytime somebody got close to us? Jesus stopped the shame. And yet, all but one of them never acknowledged what he did. Now don't get it twisted. Jesus is not out here in need of affirmation. He doesn't need our thank you attaboy or pat on the back. He's not looking for our gratitude because he needs it. He's looking because he knows we need it. He knows what gratitude does for the soul. Now, number three, this is my favorite one. Obedience can heal you, but praise will make you whole. Fam, them leprous men got what they wanted from Jesus because they obeyed him, right? We can say that. But it's the one who came back to speak well of him and to declare his goodness that got what he needed for his soul. The word whole there, it literally means to restore to health, spiritual and otherwise. And this is what praise will do. See, the men ended up with healed bodies, but their hearts were still sick. How do we know? Because it's only a sick heart that refuses to say thank you. One of my favorite things that I learned about gratitude 
is that in order to be grateful, you must acknowledge the source of this goodness. This starts with awareness that this goodness is external, meaning it's beyond you. It's outside of you and what you can do for yourself. One of the notes Dr. Emmons makes is that gratitude can increase someone's self-worth because it causes them to see that there's someone outside of themselves that's looking out for them. Well, we know that someone's name is Jesus, and it's only right we thank him. Perhaps that's why the writer of Psalm 33 could call us to collectively rejoice and suggest to us that praise is comely for the upright. Other translations say it is becoming, it is fitting that the righteous praise. And isn't that it? Have we been redeemed? Is our eternity secure, never to be shaken? Have we been rescued by the King of Kings and undefeated God of the universe? But isn't it dope to know that he did not stop there? Has he not rescued us from our dumb decisions again and again? Didn't he heal us and free us from behaviors, mindsets, and patterns that were set to enslave us permanently? Did he not remove what we thought were friends from our lives so that we could run on without distraction or baggage? Hasn't he held us, never left us, and loved us with a love that simply cannot run out no matter what we do? Why wouldn't we thank him for all of that? Let the redeemed of the Lord, what? Say so. It's in the acknowledgement. It's in the thanksgiving that something transformative happens to our souls. That one leper's praise was an act of joy the other nine simply didn't possess. Because it's one thing to be clean. It's an entirely different thing to be made whole. His praise and gratitude to Jesus caused Jesus to restore him. And fam, that deep soul shifting fullness of joy is available to us too, no matter what is going on. Now, trust me, I get it. Depression is trying to wrap you in its arms like a cold hug. Anxiety is breathing down your neck, causing your own breath to shorten and your mind to race. Grief is trying to keep you in its vice grip, making you think that if God was so good, he would have done what you wanted him to do and let your loved one live. And fear is fighting tooth and nail to keep you stuck. And misery? Misery is whispering to you while you scroll everyone else's highlight reels that you'll never get your turn. I hear you. But what if, and let's just start with this week, every time those emotions rise, we start to thank God for the life he's given to us and the ways he's made and the peace that only he can bring and the truth of his word and the times he rescued and sheltered us and the moments he provided and the times he kept us from unseen harm and held our minds together when it wanted to unravel. See, true gratitude requires intentional awareness that it wasn't you or me or the universe or the narrative we tell ourselves to make us feel more in control. It was Jesus, full stop, every time. Come on, somebody sing the Andre Crouch song. Oh, it is Jesus. Yes, it is Jesus. I'm about to have a fit. Let me stop myself. As the seasoned saints would say, it's time to start thinking so we can get to thinking. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Now, I'm going to stop there because I know that the more I call him, <laughs> the better I feel. Happy, happy, marvelous, wonderful Thanksgiving to you, whether you're at home by yourself or you're with your immediate family or you find yourself traveling, whatever the circumstance is, if you are grieving, if you are happy, if you are sad, if you are worried, happy Thanksgiving. Have a moment to say, thank you, Jesus, because it could have been another way. Thank you, Jesus, that when it went another way, you've kept my mind. You've kept my soul. What will happen to your soul when you start thanking him despite what's going on outside? Sit on that truth for a second, will you? Now, if you can't be thankful for where you are now, it's unlikely you'll be thankful when you get to where you think you belong. So, here's my question. Despite the unexpected surprises and hardships this year brought, what three things are you thankful for? Speaking of thank yous, thank you for letting me be with you today. We've just hit 3,000 downloads. Are you kidding me? It's so hard for me to believe this. I'm so grateful to every listener. And I'm really excited about the community we're building here. Now, if this brought you any value, I'd be honored if you'd subscribe to the show for more soul-hitting episodes delivered freely to your device each week. Would you do me a favor and leave a review and a rating if you can? It helps spread the show to more people. Matter of fact, share this episode with your friends and family this week. I appreciate that. Now, check out our website, soulworkwithsan.com for more thoughts. We're on Facebook and IG. IG's at San Pope, S-A-H-N Pope. Hit me up at hello at soulworkwithsan.com. That's hello at soulworkwithsan.com. Let me know how you're doing, what you're thankful for, and let me know how the show can best serve you. It's why I'm here. Let's heal, fam. We're in this together. Remember, you're only going to hear one of two statements on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. Love you. Talk soon. <laughs>